<laughs> All right, here we are. We're driving home. Yeah, we just saw Aquaman. What'd you guys think? I, I love Spectacle of a Pretty, awesome. pretty alright. You know what? This is my second time seeing it. I saw it like the week that it came out. Honestly, it was even better the second time around. I like to say overall, okay, so like as a whole, this was coming from someone, the only the only superhero movies I've watched have basically been Marvel. This is my first time watching a DC film. There, like, there's definitely huge differences. Like, the way they shoot their shots, the way they have their scenes laid out, huge differences, and you can tell that from the first scene. It's different. I wouldn't say it's worse. Um, I feel like... I feel like with Marvel... Yeah? Do you, do you kind of get what I'm saying if I say, like, Marvel is a well-oiled machine at this point? Yeah. Their movies are really clean, but they're also kind of samey, right? Yeah, like, most of the films kind of feel like they have the same semantics. I mean, they're, don't get me wrong, they're really good, they're really well made, but it's just, like, kind of cookie-cutter almost. Yeah. yeah. This um, film, you feel a lot of that with, um, like, comparing a lot of, a lot of the second um phase two oh you come will... on john wow good come job great oh, ruined the podcast okay back to the discussion my hands. you um you see a lot of similarities between like the first iron man movie and um like a couple of the movies in phase two like um thor the dark world and a couple other like really uh, Marvel movies that stick out for being like kind of bad, you really see how cookie cutter they can really be. Uh, it's like, I mean, to a certain extent, cookie cutter in superhero films is required. I mean, basically, they're all gonna follow the hero's journey yeah, in some yeah. way, shape, or form. It's, it's, it's if you don't know what it is, it's basically just like a loop of what a superhero movie Or like, is. not necessarily it's, superhero, yeah. just like most like, protagonists yeah, go you through. Can even like look into like. Beowulf or King Arthur. Oh, yeah. Anything. Anything is going to follow this. It's, it's, like, it's Beowulf is, like, the first it. one, isn't it? It's basically expected. Well, because basically... Just because it's... Well, the reason why... Yeah, the reason, the reason why so many, like, stuff like Beowulf, you know, like... It's not like they even realized that the hero's journey was a thing back then. So it's not like people base their movies off the hero's journey. It's more like if you create a story, it'll naturally follow that circle. That's why it's even a thing yeah. to begin with. And, like, you could definitely see some of that in this movie. Mm -hmm. You have kind of, like, starting off with, like, fi fish out of water, if you will. Uh -huh. Oh, <laughs> you are, like, it, it is a pun, but you're totally right. You're totally right. You know, you get the protagonist who all of a sudden faces, like, insurmountable odds, gets, like, a first great stab into the heart of it. And then immediately a huge setback, and then they realize what exactly they're dealing with. Yeah. Beaten down at their lowest point, pride's gone, and then, you know... Uh, you get sent on the journey. Would you get, say, loss of a mentor could be when he was separated from... What's his face? Um... I forgot the guy's name. his father? The, the Willem Dafoe character? Yeah. Uh, After uh, he and uh, Mara just... Uh, Mara. Yeah. After him and Mara were yeah. shown to be at the side of Org, yeah. Orm, you can really kind of pick out that stuff the more movies you watch, but it definitely follows that curve. And like yeah. what I was saying earlier with the 
cookie cutter Marvel movies. I, like, no, I'm just gonna be critical. I think the movie, it was definitely rough around the edges at a couple places. Oh, yeah. It, I, yeah. I think that's just something that happens in all movies. But well, this, I mean, this movie definitely stood out with that. Well, because here's the, like, yeah, because it's not really the normal dark doom and gloom. Right. That we've yeah, seen. I really do like how, um, there's a like, there's a, there was a little tiny scene where it shows that he can see in the dark, and it kind of takes away from what you see usually in your DC movies, and it brings out, like, some really, really vibrant colors, Mm -hmm. and something that we haven't seen a lot in either DC or even in Marvel in some cases. Because, like, correct me if I'm wrong, because, like I said, I have only seen bits and pieces of other like DC movies but like I say like if if Marvel movies are like cleaner like you know like more um uh yeah not necessarily better or worse just like cleaner uh, a little bit smoother to follow yeah a little bit easier on the viewers I think it's like a comparison could be made that Marvel's like a factory printing out these movies mm-hmm. and like they're all clean they're all great a well wound clock a well oiled machine and like DC is like, they're like they're like a small little bakery making their stuff by hand. Yeah. And what and what that means is not everything's gonna be perfect. Some things are gonna be a lot better than others. Some things are gonna be a lot worse than others. But out of everything, you can see a lot more personality. Yeah. Reason the MCU is garnering more attention, but that also boils down to like, like between I will take the first few minutes of. Guardians of the Galaxy Part 1 versus the first few minutes of uh, Batman v Superman. Pretty much, I only saw the first 20 minutes of Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah. just compare it on well, I mean, yeah, Guardians had a lot yeah. of personality. That is yeah, undeniable. Mm-hmm. I mean, both of them Thanks start, to James Gunn. Both of, of course. Both of them start doom and gloom. gloom. But Batman v Superman takes it like 20 minutes in where Guardians of the Galaxy, that one what was the, say, about 10 minutes, minutes they might spend on Star-Lord's past, and then they jump right into, right into karaoke squid. To yeah, karaoke yeah. Karaoke with squid. That's they, what you need. You, yeah, yeah, you need to balance you it see, out. see, they, they really knew in Guardians how to, like, really cut through the emotional moments, and that's not to yeah. have too many, because then your emotional moments that's hit overall, a lot harder. That's overall a thing that Marvel, I think, does well. James Gunn is just a I mean, yeah, Damn like, James Gunn is great, but I think that's just the thing that Marvel does well overall. They're, they're good at interjecting uh, the high points, and not necessarily, like, just, like, jovial, you know, funny, mm. be it funny or just lighthearted in general versus tragic, and they, it's almost seamless how they swap between them, and uh, you see that in a lot of their movies, and this movie had a lot of that to Aquaman. I, I think Aquaman is probably the most Marvel DC film today. That's a good way yeah. of putting it. <laughs> I think that this is probably a good step in the right direction for them. Because, because if they want to compete... A lot, okay, so when Marvel started uh, with their cinematic universe, we kept getting characters that no one knew. And the DC uh, universe, everyone knows Superman, everyone knows Batman. Mm-hmm. And they didn't need to start with introductions for either of those characters, I think it would would have been easier for them to... That we already have an introduction to Batman. We already have the Nolan films, which do an amazing job. We already know his basic origin. 
And I don't think it was good that we shoehorned them into Justice League right away, but I think we should have done Wonder Woman first, and yes. then Aquaman. We need to get, get the characters that are not known, known like what Marvel did, because what they did is they familiarized characters with the people, and then that created a bond with the people. Yeah, gave them a... Either gave them a new personality, or amplified their personality that they already had to make it feel more relatable that you can project yourself onto these characters more and you can really see that with Jason Momoa's um his interpretation of the character of Aquaman where I, I, he, he really is, took yeah, on the role Marvel himself kind of made it feel for a genius billionaire playboy philanthropist yeah, there you go I mean I think he played the role very well mm -hmm. like it just interesting character like I think I mean there's obvious like Thor comparisons right the yeah. beard will you not steer yeah, you wrong like definite fish out of water stuff and um <laughs> like <laughs> the god complex and um like spoiler in case you haven't seen it but the um where his mother's trident is broken that is really, really reminiscent of Ragnarok, where he oh, loses yeah. his hammer. Yeah. And, um... Probably should put disclaimer, one. like... Yeah, just yeah. This, right this, this is all gonna this be is, spoiler talk. This is gonna be spoiler zone. Yeah. Spoilers we'll just call Marvel. anything from now on spoiler zone if we're yeah, going big, to be yelling about spoilers. Uh, prim prim primarily about Aquaman. If we talk about, like, any other film, like, if we keep referencing DC or whatever, or... Not DC. If we keep referencing Marvel, we'll give a separate. But if this is like all gonna delve into yeah. the depths of Aquaman. Yeah, keeping on the topic of Aquaman. Um, I think the CGI was done rather oh, well. That was pretty decent. Especially yeah. for I Warner Brothers, who has had so effects. much trouble in the past with that. Honestly, the like lava effects I will so admit, yeah, so a lot of the movie looked really good, and the aging, uh, the aging. Uh, the de-aging, yes, yeah. the de-aging effects that they did on the the father of Aquaman. I can't remember the actor's name right now, but I even looked over and told Joey that they look really good. And even for Warner Bros, they looked amazing. Um, uh, but like they were, they weren't as clean as some shots in now modern Marvel movies. Like Ant Man and the Wasp comes to mind with de-aging. Like, you could barely see, like, Even any CGI on them. Yes! That was really good. You could barely tell. It took me, like, five times watching that movie to see the de-aging. But, like, for Warner Bros., it was really good. It was a step in the right direction. There was definitely some hiccups, though. Yeah. But I have to say, one of the scenes that made me just gape in awe, I don't know how you it. Yeah, gawking. Is, 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 the, is the, intro, the intro to the hidden sea, the, just, the, just the crystal and the crystal on the sea. Oh, yeah, the, 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 um, the core of the earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like, um, prehistoric You know what that, that really gave me? Um, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth? No, no, no. Uh, you ever played, you ever played or heard of Subnautica? Yo, oh, yes! I got ma really massive cool. Subnautica voice vibes there like set ancient water you know like uh hidden or whatever like there was definitely 
I mean, with Aquaman, you can explore a lot of interesting concepts with the ocean. Yeah. There's a lot you can do with that. They even brought it up, like, twice, that um, we have searched more of our immediate space. We know more yeah. about our immediate space zone than we do, than we do our, our own ocean. Yeah. Like, we've only searched, like, what, 60 or 75 percent? Of the ocean? Of the Not ocean? Even. Yeah. Not Nah, less even. than that. Well, like, well, sur like surface ocean, we, like, and well, surface yeah. and, like, the general shallow waters, we got yeah. a pretty good idea, well, but there's a lot of deep water. There's not really, an, I don't think there's equipment that can handle the oh, no. down in the ocean. We're not going to be, like, exploring the Mary Naira Trench until Elon Musk figures that one out. Yeah. <laughs> Elongated Musk Trench. Yeah. Um, okay. Joey, you and the way we were talking about the soundtrack, how it really there was There was a lot of great music. Um, I can't remember, but... There was one point, ah, uh, it was in the fight in... Italy? Italy, yeah. yeah. There was like, I, I can't even really remember... Yeah, that, some interesting percussion and the strings were doing something really I, interesting. That, I think that's a... I think that music, you don't necessarily need to like, remember it. I don't think the music in the movie was meant to be like, super memorable. There's not like, any bangers you're adding to the playlist. It's yeah. mostly just... It's like, well, uh, any frame of painting put it, every frame of painting put it. Good YouTube uh, channel. A lot, yeah. Plug right there. Yeah, YouTube plug. Channel. A lot of, a lot of, uh, subscribe. A lot of points to the music is not to like make you think, oh, this is a good song. It's meant to, if Focus like you, you don't even notice it. It's like it doesn't add emotion. It amplifies the emotion the scene's already creating. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was it. Did it excellently throughout the entire film. Yeah, and I like, was thinking I, a lot through my first viewing of it that the. Like, I was really trying to pay attention to the score, and it just fell so flat. Like, Orm's theme sounded way too much like Black Manta's theme, at least for me. Like, the only difference that I could see my first time around was, like, instead of taking a deeper bass, like in Black Manta's, Orm's theme would take more of a high percussion and deep, uh, deep cellos and second basses. And, um, with, I don't think Aquaman really had a theme, no. he just really had, like, he kind of had the same thing where it was three notes repeated, but instead of on strings or on heavy electric bass, it was on like a very generalized, triumphant hero music. Yeah, almost. and it was a very, but, like... Cutting through all of that, much like Jason Momoa's, um, his interpretation of the character, very cut through was this very, very strong, uh, electric guitar just cutting through all of that triumphant theme. Like, it kind of loses a little bit, it kind of goes away a little bit into it when he starts actually becoming the quote-unquote hero and actual like comic book Aquaman but like in that very beginning scene where we meet Black Manta and Aquaman we was are... I still didn't like at that point I still didn't really know what to think of him like it was kind of like he's just going through right he's strong he left this guy for death, which, I mean, is kind of understandable. Mm -hmm. But, like, at that point, I still didn't really have a good grasp on the character, right? Yeah, you don't really know much about him. And the music's not helping. No. And, um, really, 
one interesting thing that I did see in that scene was um, when he's talking to the Russian uh, submariners. Yeah. Seaman, yeah. Yeah. The... Okay, that was not intentional. <laughs> Whatever. They're actually called seamen. But okay. um, when he's talking to them, he says, hurry up, I'm missing happy hour yeah. for this. Th like, that... Okay, so... Basically, that line was so important because it gave you an idea of, like, all right, how serious am I taking this character right now? Like, because right now he's just going... You're not getting anything from him. Like, he's no. going through, he's beating people up, he's strong, he's Aquaman, right? Definitely going through the motions. But, like, that single line gave so much character. Uh, it basically, like, settled you. It, it, it let yeah. you dip your toes into the... A uh, brilliant watery pool that is Aquaman's character. If you <laughs> <have> it, uh, <laughs> yes, well, yeah, the water pun. And I, I like to get to this before I even forget. If we're gonna talk about the sounds of the movie, you also gotta talk about their great use of silence. Yes, especially my favorite scene of the whole movie. It's gotta be uh, when they entered the trench. That was just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, like, the only thing was, the only sound design that they did was, um, once they, especially once they went underwater, yeah. they, they had you hear the splash. Silence. Complete silence. You hear silence. You see silence. the absolute gravity. Like, when they were on the boat, they were fighting a couple guys, and there was, like, a lot of guys. You're like, oh, shoot, we got to bail. And then you get into underwater, you realize... This is like yeah. the entire water is these trench goons, yeah. and there's pure silence as you take in the gravity. I don't know much about road flares, so that kind of confused me with them and the road no, flares. Okay. It was. They can't. They're can different, they? different type of flare, but yes, they're, they can work underwater. Oh. oh and the second okay, thing that was that makes a lot more you sense. Can, you can see this happening, but Mara was using her water powers to create yeah. a bubble on it too. I actually leaned over and asked if it was just a uh, water raven. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, I get it. That's a uh, power that she has in the comics and it's really interesting that she has that and her use of it in this movie was just spectacular. It, and it's definitely very reminiscent of Katara. Yes. I was kind of like, okay, so, so like she just is like a she can just move the water, or like, I was kind of hoping maybe they'd say like at least like yeah, at sorry. least give an explanation. Maybe maybe I missed it, but I was kind of hoping they'd at least say like she has I this mean, power because. I mean, she was also able to do it with the wine. That was like uh, in Italy. I mean, like you can you can, I mean like they they understood they gave that little talk about how like the Atlanteans like had evolved from the energy pulse or something. Yeah. But it's also kind of, I just don't get how like she can have these water powers and I don't know if anyone else even showed that. Uh, yeah, no, that was... I don't think there was... I think there's a... Any there's, other... As far as comics go, I think a lot of the Atlanteans have that power, but she definitely stood out with her yeah. royal blood as well. Yeah, because yeah. she was... What happened. Yeah, she was, was also able to manipulate the water. You see, that's just kind of one thing. Uh, like, that's a scenario where just, like, having one or two lines to kind of address it can really no alleviates a lot of yeah. confusion. Like, we, I mean... Should we start, like, getting into stuff that we didn't like? Oh, uh, I still got a little bit more to go. Oh, okay. Like, I, was, I, was, yeah, I wanted to talk about, like, that uh, trench scene, how it's, like, dead mm -hmm. silence into the rush of the situation and an explosion of sound. You can only appreciate loud sounds after silence. Yes. 
I will yeah. always like, say that's that why... balance is the best way to build tension. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, Quentin Tarantino is a really good example of that. Like, um, the opening scene to Inglorious Bastards, I go back, like, every single, like, every single month or so, and I go back and watch the opening scene to Inglorious Bastards and watch how Tarantino uses silence to build the tension of taking it from the level where we think that this guy is okay because he has an alibi, he's showing that he doesn't know where the Jews are, and then we see the bomb under the table as Hitchcock says, or the okay. Jews under the floorboards in this case. And also, you just are filled with such tension. And the music only comes back to fill you with even more dread as you know that Lieutenant Hans finally knows that the Jews are under the floorboards. They also do this, they do that same thing with silence, tension building, and um, homecoming where Peter's at uh, Liz's uh, house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, you, you could talk about know, that for like... We could talk about silence for hours, but... But I won't keep the silence. Ha ha ha. I'll move on from that. And uh, one more part, uh, one more thing I'd like to bring up about that they did a really great job is like long takes. Like there was a there was yeah. very little cutting in some of the major fight scenes. Eat your heart out. Especially like the first one. Mm -hmm. Like uh with uh uh Aquaman's mom fighting the goons in their yes. house. That was like I was like that was I think that was one complete one like, Yeah. One complete take. And like even like even disregarding doing like a bunch of different cuts and takes, the whole fight like in the ring of fire or whatever yeah. was absolutely brilliant. I think it was like way longer than it needed to be and I'm so glad mm -hmm. they made it that long because it was just like it was basic it gave it was I really cool. Really yeah. cool. They set it up for because it basically feels like it's all like, that's all I can really like say. Either sort of football game. American football or soccer. They're both rabid against Yeah. The, against the whole against it's, the visiting team. That's yeah. just how it goes. It Unless really is war. I don't know. I feel like there's probably... Yeah. I don't know if, like, they all would be behind the guy. I feel like there's maybe a couple people who would be like... Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but when there's 100,000 versus... Yeah. 100. I mean... Bigger army stuff. diplomacy really takes off. Is that what it's like being a Packers fan? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, to correct you, the Packers travel well. Oh, geez, Louise. Okay, we could talk about football for a while. I want to add one more thing to what I liked. I noticed, just like as a practitioner, I noticed that there were a lot of um, instances where they actually used, like, real both staff spins, like um, where Willem Dafoe's character is teaching... Uh, young Aqu Aquaman. Young Aquaman. Yeah, how to... How to spin his trident on the beach? The yeah, that was form one, and then at the end when Aquaman does it, it's form five. A little, of course, they are a little bit out of proportion how fast they're going, I but mean, that's not. yeah, that's just like a duh moment. But, also, um, uh, and now uh, I don't know if like you can explain this, Jeremy, but is there like? 
I don't know if they mentioned this in the movie, but is there, like, a specific reason why they use tridents? Because he was like, it's clunky, and the only response he got is it was his mother. So is there, like, a specific reason why they tridents are, like, the big weapon of choice, and there's, like, a huge well, I mean, value there? Even if you go back to mythology, Roman, Greek, you all, you usually find... I mean, you'll see a lot of yeah, tridents. It's, it's, yeah. It's tridents for me first. I really don't know why... Or is that like, is, is that just like a kind of just been a trademark of? I think it's just a trademark. Atlanta. Of That's just how they do it. I think it really is like, it truly is reminiscent of like, um, they said that it had something to do with Poseidon. Like, um, and Poseidon uses a trident, of course. I don't know why he does. I'm not gonna question it. He's a god. I guess. Uh, I guess. Yeah. It just kind of links back to Poseidon. That's just like the way that it was originally. That's how they connected their ways to him. Right. Interesting. All right. So, do we have everything that we liked about the movie uh, out? I, I. I'll talk for quite a bit. Yeah. Do you Which, want to say something? Um, so, basically, as someone who reads a lot of comic books and has read quite a bit of Aquaman. I think they portrayed the character that fans of DC Comics know better than what they have portrayed Batman or Superman. Because Batman uh, knows not to kill, but then and doesn't use guns. And then in Justice League, he's yeah. Here we are in Snyder's version with and then, Batman holding guns. And then and Superman, rather than being the edgy guy he is, is and. DC version, the DCU version, is knocking down buildings. He's he's not that person. He's a moral compass for the team. And yeah. I think what they did right with Aquaman is Aquaman doesn't give two craps about if you live or die. He's he's just that guy who doesn't care. He's there to do his job. And yep. He he said it himself in the first scene of the movie. His justice is the sea. You kill innocent people. You um, no good judge by the water. Yeah, you ask the sea for mercy. And then the rest of the plot is what a lot of Aquaman comics. A lot of Aquaman uh, comics kind of tie into is Aquaman's a lot of times trying to regain the throne because he's an outcast, and they really portrayed that well and how his brother is a really big deal being full Atlantean and him being half Atlantean. Yeah. That's know. a really interesting plot point, actually, that they could have brought up. I don't know if you guys have, like, seen <clears throat> or are caught up on the Pirates movies, mm-hmm. the Pirates franchise, but I, I just think that there was a kind of a meme comment, but I think there was definitely a comparison to be made to uh, Dead Man's Chest and At World's End with, you know, waiting on the docks <clears throat> for your betrothed yeah. or your your loved one and then there's like a son involved and all that jazz it's very much like uh, Will and Elizabeth yeah from World's End yeah the very end of that movie he um they go through all that yeah after he becomes mm-hmm. spoiler alert after Will becomes Davy Jones yay okay and then my, my last thing that I'm really happy about is uh, they added Topo in there. <laughs> Anyways, what Topo is, is he's an octopus. Uh, he's actually uh, Aquaman's little friend that... Plays the drums. He was one of the one playing the drums. Yeah. yeah. He, 
I assume it was Topo. It, it kind of looked like him. Um, it probably was. It probably uh, anyways, probably put that in there for. Yeah, he plays like the you. he plays the drums and cooks food. Yeah, I remember you saying before we got out of the car that if Topo isn't in this movie, you're gonna hate it. Well, it, it was like like um he's like only in like the Silver Age stuff, uh-huh. and then they kind of got rid of him. But like but he's kind of used sometimes, and I was like. You know what? This would be a great place for them to throw it in and film in. Mm-hmm. But just you know what? For really, really, really like big fans of Aquaman has- like you, coming to see this movie and wishing that you know what? He, I know he's in Silver Age. I know I that know they in, don't yeah. use him much, but you gotta put in Topo. Paul Paul is my boy. Okay. Anyways, and that's uh, All right. a lot of the things that I have to say. Dude, about we got a lot yeah, out. Overall, Let's see what did excellent film. What did anyone actually not like? Yeah, I don't. I mean, like, there wasn't any like specific thing that I was like, "This yeah, is I stupid." I don't think it was te- terrible, but uh-uh. I think a lot of times in some of the scenes, the empty space—not the quietness, but the empty space—kind yeah. of drew away from the story and kind of made some of the scenes fall flat just a tiny bit. You want to elaborate on that? Like, just kind of explain it a little bit more about like, that. Okay, so well, I heard and saw while I was watching is whenever they went into the desert that whole them walking and stuff just seemed kind of like a rom-com yeah and there was like a couple moments where like they the characters did some things that I'm like I don't know if they'd actually do this um but maybe it that's just what the scriptwriters want or you know yeah it's yeah. kind of like I'm a I don't know if Aquaman is supposed to be like he was portrayed in the movie a couple times as being just like a kind of stupid. Just a complete dimbo. Yeah. And I fairly certain like I mean, I'm sure he's no He's not a complete idiot. I'm sure he's no like at uh the same time. I'm sure he's no Joseph Randell. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> But I'm sure that like he he's not like an idiot, is he? No. No, he's he's just like I would say that he's not the smartest person in the world, but he's definitely not the dumbest. Yeah, he was making, like, a couple of the things he he's did are just Joey, like... He's not Joey, but he's not me. He's kind of... Like he's kind of like a Charlie here. He kind of has a bit of a... I don't know. I think that's the biggest thing. Just like a couple of the moments in the movie, I was like, yeah, yeah okay, Like, fine. really? They... In my opinion, at least, they showed way too, way, way, way too much jokes. Like, it was way too... They tried way too hard to be funny. Well, I mean, there was... Eh, it's not like a couple... Well, yeah, actually, a couple jokes did kind of fall flat. Like, um, the joke where he's like, I'm not getting into your ship. It smells like... Uh, it's been in, sitting uh, in chum well, butter. I mean, I'm yeah. not getting out smelling like, well, I mean, uh, like yada yada. Fish butt. Is, but, I mean, like, that's to be expected in any movie. There's mm-hmm. gonna be at least some of that, and I don't think it was super, super bad. I think I don't think they did too much comedy. I think the comedy that they did was just kind of not all. I mean, there were some great jokes in there, but yeah, not all the comedy that they did was that great. I think um, me being the one huge oh yeah DC fan, uh, Aquaman has just been the butt of jokes forever. So I think the corniness yeah kind since of like '66 where he's. Where you find the gif of him flying yeah. on flying fish. We all know the one. 
We all know. Barry, put it up. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, put it up. We love Super Friends. Okay. And then, um, so I think it's okay that they put some of the cheesy parts in. Oh, yeah. Because it kind of fits what the character was and how they're trying it to It really does it show like, that they are, like, sh- accepting what the 60s sh- portrayed him as. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And it's Jason good, Momoa did a great job. This movie completely changed most people's view. It changed mine. Oh, yeah. Like, at least it, there at are least very few people who had respect for Aquaman. Non-huge DC fans in here. So... Ratings? Um, well, I no, I have I have another that. thing that I'd like to say. Okay. Um, okay. At least for me, I felt that... Black Manta was so so weak and one-dimensional, especially that we're this far into the cinematic universe at this point. Like these grand superhero movies, like literally everyone and their mom is coming to this movie and they know about Aquaman really well now, but they now think that Black Manta is this one-dimensional creep that doesn't have any oh, yeah. any depth. I'd like to really I'd like to reword that. Like I agree with your sentiment, but I think I, I kind of feel like instead of that, I feel like he was just underused. He yeah. was used in the wrong way. It's a it's a great character and concept. I like him, but he's just kind of like. I mean, you could. I would save I, him I, for I, another movie. I, I truly do get it. They want to save him for a sequel well, and putting him out there now. The, the problem is, like, if you're gonna have a character like him in a movie where there's already like a obvious like main villain, mm-hmm. it just kind of def- it kind of just very much undervalues Black Manta as a character. It, it changes him from like a like a villain or like a grave opponent to, uh, like, just an obstacle he has to overcome to get to the real big villain. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really cool, I, though. I mean, I, liked, I would have liked to see I did like how, um... I liked how they used him to be a mercenary for King Orm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That and, was... And that, that's what that's Black Manta is. He's a mercenary. Would there be a standalone film with him? Or like, I, I, could, I could see one. What, yeah. like, what are we looking at in terms of, from the comics, like, what would an Aquaman 2, what would we be looking at in terms um, of villains? We well, could see... Well, I mean, yeah. There's some things we could see in... The, the post credit scene did kind of, like, hint at Black Manta coming, like, coming back, but would they just make him a secondary villain again? I think they would make him a... They might make him a first... Uh, a primary? Primary. But, which I would really love. Oh, yeah. But He's one of my favorites. I, if they go into his more comic-esque origins and then break on from there, I think it would make a much better story. Yeah, like, you get a Black Manta that could go underwater and gets a trident. That would be so cool. Uh, I would definitely love that. I don't know why, but I did like the suit. Uh, that was an interesting scene. It did show Chase's like, ingenuity. They showed yeah. a lot of ingenuity in him, but they it's just, just they they built up a lot of potential energy, but they never they never let it pop. It's okay. It, 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 it looks like Kevin Hart, so it's fine. <laughs> it's alright, we got our we got our one required black character in the film. We got yeah, Google, there you actually, go. buddy. Yeah, well oh, yeah. I mean let's he's be dead. let's who's the first one to die in the film? Ah, uh, he's dead. 
first first name character. Okay, this is usually my element, so let's get out of here now. Yeah, this yeah. is dangerous. Yeah, this is the danger ops. Kind of the feel of a vulture, not a villain that a villain that yeah uh, built himself up. Like okay, how they portrayed another thing explaining through um going through the scene where um Black Manta's dad dies. Um, first off, before that, the dialogue and exposition that he got before, um, before his dad died was just so weak and bland. Like, yeah. I don't know why it matters that I care about his grandfather. Sure, I get it, it's his dad, sure, we're supposed to care about his dad, but, I mean, it's just so this bland, and the delivery was really off. It's just, like, a lot of... could have basically just said, just, to, his father could have basically just said, Take the damn knife. They laid down a lot, but they never they yeah. never finished building on it all. <laughs> and this it all could just be solved if he just had like his own standalone movie. Yeah, you give it's such a cool character, but he just they really really I just it's wasted. It's so wasted potential. You could have had an entire first act completely devoted to and it was, making Black Manta and his father it was kind of obvious that it was kind of obvious like what the arc with Black Manta is going to be like the first scene it was like am I supposed to know you and it's like I've been hunting you down my entire life and then like yeah, let's you, not make basically you're just like you're just dirt beneath my feet type thing mm -hmm. you're just uh, got coral beneath my fins yeah but it, that's very obviously leading up to he's gonna come back much stronger, make Aquaman heart, make Aquaman remember him. Mm -hmm. And they, I don't know. I just his, feel. Oh, the scene where his dad dies. Freaking. Um, he has this grenade launcher at the bottom of his. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Literal free room full of room explosions. Full of bombs. Room full of bombs. A bomb right next to him. He he shoots a grenade at him. Oh, I mean, those man. things are dense, but and like okay, and then he and don't even get me started on how he holds the grenade in his hand. Literal hands grenade that blows as up. he's under a bomb, and that would have killed everyone. Room full of explosions. You need to get out of here so you that can kill that up, son like, of a bitch. The entire just blew up everyone. Oh, that that I mean like. It's very obvious that scene was just there to like set up Black Manta in the future. They didn't yeah. really put. There you wasn't like done so much more in a sequel. Uh, it's just I don't know, man. Okay, we have all of our complaints yeah, Black out. Black Panther. Honest, honestly, just it was. I'm gonna be real with you, Chief. It was just good Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it's like it's like the story of Black Panther. But it's like Thor in there, mm -hmm. and he's white. Yeah. But like it, but like it's, and it's being played by uh, Johnny Depp. Yes. <laughs> so, dude, Jason Momoa, Iowa man, let's represent. Yo, Iowa, big boys, big boys. Okay, so now I'm gonna get to the the how much this movie is made and what's going. Yeah. On. Well, I mean, it's like really how popular. Much did it make? Dude, it's as making of the so 25th, much. as of Christmas. Four days after its release in the United States, it's up to 557 million. That is higher than some countries' GDPs. And Jeez Louise, and it's all right. I don't know if the stati statistics are true, but or at least they still hold true. Yeah. Um, 
people are saying it's gonna hit a billion probably easily. Oh, it's definitely. Yeah. Um, it probably has already by now. And then the other thing that I that stood out to me, and I, I don't know if I read numbers wrong or something, but Age of Ultron made 300, 400 million grossing mm-hmm. to this day. And then Aquaman has passed that. Well, I mean, like... Aquaman's already doubled that. Are you talking about in China? No, I'm talking about, like, total gross. Well, that gosh. would be... Jeez Louise. Billions, I thought. I mean, Age of Ultron wasn't that bad. Age of it wasn't bad. It was, it was an was... Avengers movie. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I, I have to look that up. I don't know. The, those statistics that I saw were from 2015. Uh, I don't know. Even then, what's... Y'all double check that on your own, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't sound far fetched. But but fifty five five hundred and fifty seven million dollars in like four days. Yeah, four days from its release in the United States. It's a blockbuster. It's a blockbuster. It's oh yeah, it's getting there. Six days from now. This might be DC's. This is big foothold into dude, this like this is their comeback. People taking them seriously again. I really hope DCEU so. DCEU make Star Like if the if they like uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. They may have found the winning formula. I, I think they need to. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has a huge gain on them. That's a that's that is a good point. They don't need to. They shouldn't have to make this Justice League. They don't need to like keep all the characters like in the same. I mean, yeah, they can have them in the same universe, but you don't have to like, just like make just, just give me Aquaman two, yeah, Adam versus Black Manta, and that's a good movie. I'll watch that, mm-hmm. and I that's think, the game plan. Yeah. So kind of how the give me Wonder Woman. Give me, che- give me Wonder Woman two. Give me Cheetah. That'll be fun. Give, give me more. Who uh, knows? It may start because Iron Man two. Give me more got- Cavill. Yeah. Sadly, no Cavill. No, no more Cavill. Rest in peace. Well, not necessarily. He just. His, he's not. At least we can watch The Witcher, right though. He, he didn't say mm-hmm. he's completely, completely finished with Superman. Said, uh, he just doesn't have time. Still, we got that Witcher, though. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be good. All in all, just a really solid movie. Not I, a lot I of think it, it, stuff. It didn't. It's a fine film. Yeah, it didn't do a lot really bad. Pretty much past all the all the beginning. It had more good than bad. Black mm-hmm. Manta and but the. Uh, and if you're not going it's into nitpick, I think really good. if you're not going into nitpick and you're just there to watch the movie, mm-hmm. I think you're gonna Still enjoy it. You will enjoy it. Oh, it's enjoyable. Very I much. So. In and I'm glad that they didn't really go good. in and try to like add or shoehorn in relationships more than like what other movies have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think like, the fact that you that, that you said that Mara and him are going to be a thing if, if you're in is it, enough. Yeah. If you're you in it for the action. It's great, yeah. yeah. Like, if you're if you're if you're a brain dead zombie watching this, definitely a ten out of ten. If you're a live human watching this, I'd give it like an eight. I'd, I'd give it an eight. I gave it like a. I'd give it, yeah, because seven is too there. low. Nine. Seven. A, a out of a hundred, probably like a seventy-seven. Yeah, I gave yeah, it like probably. a seven my first time watching it. I think I might have to go back and change that to an eight. Like watching it with. Uh, watching it with you guys at least really like watching Jeremy have a nerd gas also (laughs) watching it with a new like you really gotta watch some movies more than once yeah I really did have to see it twice you will learn more 
if you watch a movie set two times. Yeah. But yeah, I, I am. Time's always the best viewing, apparently. I am very glad Anyways, that I watched it twice. We are. Looks like about Jamie's to... back, so I'll, I'll get yeah. to discuss it with him, see what he thinks. We're, yeah. we're almost done here, so I would like to say thank you all who are listening. And uh, the, if you uh, are listening, what's her name? Yeah, thanks, guys. This okay, is. Uh, uh, we just, didn't we decide on like Blackmobile podcast? Yeah. yeah this is the okay. Blackmobile podcast. Anyways, oh, yes. we'll try to do more of these. First sometime. of many. First Hopefully. of many. Hopefully. Definitely. Hopefully. Uh, maybe maybe next time. Maybe next week we'll be doing uh, Spider Verse. I, I, I that's the hope at least. So. I heard it's really good. Yeah. I'll try and set okay. something up. I heard it's really All good. Right. See you guys. Uh, See ya. <laughs>